And we are live. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Respect the Craft. This is episode number 131 here, and I'm joined by not one, but two very special guests, as we have the boss man himself. I'm still going to call him Money Morales. Joe K. Morales here. And we also have my good hermano, the creator himself, Danny Nemesis. What's going on, brothers? Good evening. What's up? Chilling. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been no a Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> it's, it, it, you know what it is? It's still, we're coming off the high of just the insane weekend that it was. That's what it is, too. That again, too. It's just, then there's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just coming off the high of the insane weekend. And now it's still, hey, it's just the beginning because it's only, it's now officially a week away from the next event you guys are putting together here. With WCW yep. Volume Three, so it's it, yeah, it's a lot to just hey go right into instantly. So yeah, it's both cards are just stacked, man. I remember when like Joe started telling me about these matches, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> you know, like <laughs> now, when I, when I saw the the star seeing the lineup for the first one, I was like. Oh, this is great. Then hearing, oh yeah, we're gonna do another one like less than two weeks later. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like it's like let's let's just go back to back with these shows. It's like this is this is gonna be something. April's a big month here. <laughs> back to back. And it's the birthday month. So honest, obviously we have to go all out. I would like to believe that it's on purpose. <laughs> First. <laughs> Uh, right, here we go. We got our got the good brother Smiley in the chat saying, "What a handsome group of dudes!" There you go. Thank you. Thank awesome. you. We need him to just complete the set. Right. That's all <laughs> we need. Oh. Right there. But definitely, let's let's not waste any more time here. This is the reason we're here is talk about both of these stacked cards as going to be again. That will be happening next week, a week from today, and then less than two weeks later. It's going to be anti up. So let's let's start getting into this. Before we even talk about the event, it was just announced recently there will be a seminar being yep. hosted next Wednesday. Jessica Havoc herself will be lending her knowledge. And again, it's twenty dollars per person to steal right there, especially to get to learn someone that's currently signed with Impact Wrestling, traveling the world. So talk to us a little bit about that, how we got even Jessica Havoc being involved with this event here. She's done one for us before in uh, Richfield Park. Um, and it was a really good turnout. And with the three years since, um, on top of the, you know, pandemic and everything she's doing personally, it was just like, she, she had told coach Masha that she had a ton of things that she, she wanted to teach. So we set it up, um, but, um, an amazing opportunity. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female. It means Jessica Havoc is world renowned for everything she does in the ring. Um, so I'm excited for it because it's a change of pace a bit. Um, you know, we have a certain style that we tend to use when it comes to our shows. Um, and she's one of those really good curveballs, those nugget curves that you don't see coming. So, you know, just having the kids from Fallout and anywhere else where, you know, it's T2T, Creative Pro, Hog, anybody who wants to just jump in and learn from one of the greatest to ever do it. It's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. She was more than happy to do so. She's happy to be back. Um, it's uh, it's a low, it's a wonderful thing when all these wonder you know things happen. 
Definitely so. And again, I guess what why not let's just jump into that matchup first? Because not only is this show about first time evers, it, it bringing it's bringing a dream match here, especially for one particular member of the Fallout Shelter. Let's get into it here. Yeah, let's go into Jessica yes. Havoc going head to head with Sammy Chaos, a first time ever in a matchup. I know definitely for Sammy is a dream match here. How, again, how did we get this to finally happen here? I can imagine. Even telling her had to just be that special moment of just hey, so we're gonna make this happen. It was um, it was there. Then they've kind of crossed paths on social media, and uh, when Sammy had gone up to do extra work at Impact, you know they crossed paths again, and it just became one of those things. Like she said it straight out, like a dream match would be Jessica Happy. And so. Sorry. Go after ahead. after the last show, um, after the the student showcase one, um, Seek Shelter Five, it kind of came up again. Uh, someone had mentioned it, and I just it'd been like a day or so. I had texted her out of the blue. I was just like, "Are you ready for the match?" And her response was, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then it was hell yeah. So you know, we made it happen. Um, go ahead. And um, no, so it's funny because, I mean, I've known Sammy Chaos for years. Like her and I were like really good friends. And even before she joined Fallout, she like I tell her, hey, like when you start training, who's like one of your dream opponents? Jessica Havoc was one of those names. And I remember Jessica Havoc had posted that she was taking bookings like on the independents. And um, I remember like saying like, this has to happen now. Now this is the this is the moment, and I, I remember like telling her, you know, like yo, you imagine, like just imagine that that it can happen, and lo and behold, it's happening. And I just remember her when she saw the graphic, she's just freaking out. And it, it's one of those like really like full circle moments where I told her like this is what you've been training for. This is like this is that opportunity and. Now you need to go all out. You know what I mean? And it's I'm just very excited, like not just for her, like as a friend, but her as a competitor. This is gonna be an awesome match. I I just know it will. And yeah, I, I'm just super excited to say the least. <laughs> oh, definitely. It's it's great to see it. You can see that, especially with how she competes in there. You see the little little touches, those little influences from watching Jessica Havoc and then seeing a match like this, not only is it that dream match, but it's also, it's that true test. Can Sammy go in there and hang with someone that likes Jessica Havoc? Or we're talking about that world knowledge and all that. This is, is going to truly be that test when it comes to next Wednesday. Yes, yes. So, call order, call <laughs> order. Definitely. So here we go. We got our buddies Wes and, and Kyle in the chat. Shout out to them. Always showing love to the events. So now let's let's go to this one. Another announcement, which was the special ring announcer for the night there, Rosaria Elsa. Uh, talk to us a little about this. How do we get a special ring announcer for uh, next Wednesday here? So I've always tried to have a, a female ring, ring announcer. I've tried to make it happen. Um, it's few and far between, especially in our area. Um, Sam Laterna is dominating the East Coast, but I, I want it to be different. Um, I have seen, you know, I've seen Rosaria's work when I'd be in that area. Um, and she was one of the first ring announcers I'd spoken to post pandemic. Um, and it didn't happen. 
a couple events passed by and it didn't happen. Then I saw her again and we just kind of locked it in, locked the date in. Um, it's kind of just what we do. We're, we try to be different. Uh, again, there's no knock on Sam. Sam is absolutely incredible. Um, why she's not signed anywhere makes zero sense. Um, but I want to be different, you know, and Rosario is really good at what she does. All the work she does with CCW. Um, it's great. It's great. So, you know, again, another curveball. It's again, it's adding that element to what Bow Club, the Fallout Shelter, what you guys do is having that. It, it has that change in a good way. It shows that difference, and it's not just, hey, there's a reason it's not just a cookie cutter format, almost like, like right. some places like to do. Which again, no diss to anyone. Just saying, just putting you guys here. What the the different shows there? Right, here we go. We got uh, we got the sis and I, Roman saying, miss the family so much. Chops and hugs. There you go. <laughs> she was also part of that Fallout Shelter, so there you go. Shout out to her. So let's go into this one here. Let's go into a three. A triple threat matchup here between Nikki Duke, Jordy Lee, and Rebecca Scott. And talk to us a little about this one. We got Jordy Lee in there, who is usually more of that that manager valet to the Scotty Ricans, but definitely when it comes down to it, she can throw down. So talk to us about this triple threat here. Uh, it's great because Jordy's uh, Jordy's excited to finally be the big person in the match because everybody else is bigger than she is. Um <laughs> She's training her ass off, uh, you know, in three, four nights a week, always down to help. Um, and Nikki's been training with us for a few months now. I don't know if it's public knowledge, but uh, I've been, you know, we tried to situate it, but she's very busy. She's booked and busy, which is great. And then just the recent work that I've seen of RJS over at CCW um, was just great. So I thought, you know, how, how, how awesome would this be? A total difference from the originally announced four-way which is now a triple threat, but like how how different it is. You know, like you have this where they're on the much smaller side, they're gonna be high flying, acrobatic. And then on the opposite end, you have ha sets. So it was really, it was really fun to put that together. Uh and just trying to showcase Jordy's talents as a single competitor um from everything she's learned at Fallout. There you go. No, definitely again, you're gonna see that that high impact style, and definitely when we get to the the second triple threat match of the night, you'll definitely see that contrast of what to expect in, in both uh, contests there. And I feel like that's what's exciting about having um, competitors wrestle with different styles is that unpredictability that every competitor brings to the table. I feel like this triple threat is one of them where, you know, it, it makes things exciting because you don't know what's coming. And that's the, that's the beautiful part of professional wrestling. It's when you don't see it coming. And then next thing you know, like with the, with these three competitors, we're definitely going to see something interesting. <laughs> De- definitely so. So now let's let's get into this one here. As this was one of the matches announced recently that had again that that phrase "card subject to chain" comes into play. Uh, we now get Megan Bain versus Christina Marie here. Uh, talk to us a little about this. Unfortunately, the the situation is still going to be a great match and still a great pairing here. But talk to us a little bit about that uh, card just, subject to just- chain. You know, what happened was uh situations beyond our control. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Kate will be wrestling at Battle Club soon in this calendar year. Um, but, you know, just sometimes things don't work out. Um, you know, Megan's coming back from injury. Um, and just, you know, going back to Jordy and uh, tying it in with Christina Marie, at last year's WCW, um, there were two things that happened with Jordy's debut. Um, so it's pulling up on a full year. Uh, for Battle Club, and then Christina Marie joined Federated. So those two, those two incidents had happened um, 
If any of you guys have seen Seek Shelter 5, you've seen the actions of Mr. Martinez and uh, Federated, his boys, um, Remy Brent and Abe Khan. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, it was, you know, she won that four-way um, how by any means necessary, I guess. So it's like, yeah, let's give her, a, let's reward her this year's with a singles match she hasn't had. Um, and like I said, Megan's returned it back from injury. Um, so it's going to be great because you got two powerhouses. You have, you know, one with the build of a powerhouse and then one who is deceptively strong in Christina Marie. Absolutely. And I find, I, I always find Christina Marie like an interesting competitor because she is like how Joe just said, she is deceptively strong at. She, you know, now that she has that alliance with Mr. Martinez, we really don't know how things can turn out. I, I, I said this once, and I will say it again. Federated plays chess. <laughs> you yeah. really never know what they're going to do. And I know that, and, and you know, Joe, I, I, I'm not biased. I promise there is absolutely still no affiliation. You and I are still on the same team when it comes to Federated. Um. But you know you have to give credit where it's due. Yeah, no, I don't, man. This the, the people ask like if you, there's such a problem, why do you keep bringing them back? Because yeah. they're amazing. And they're amazing. Can't deny it. Needless to say, I'm excited to see what's happening. Hopefully, Mr. Martinez doesn't do anything, you know, not clean. But we <laughs> shall see. Uh, we we shall, yeah, we shall. That's a safe way to put it. It's one of those where you kind of expect something's gonna happen, but again, well, this is why you need to get your tickets now and be there just to see for your own your own sake. Here. One ticket, two shows, two entirely different shows. That's, that's two really good shows, man. They, they definitely are, and that's the insane thing there because not only again are we talking about running two shows back to back right there, which again both are worth price of admission alone. What, what was the idea there of just like, hey, you know what? Both purchases of this, that one ticket gets you into both. Like, let, so, before we continue here, how, how did that come to play? Because it's like, that's, it again, was, that's a steal. It was. So last year, we got a lot of good feedback when we split up um, the first Welcome to New York City and WCW2. There's a lot of good feedback. And um, originally, the idea was to do them back to back, but kind of found it that Thursday weren't, wasn't really ideal. Um, the way the dates framed was perfect for where we run. Um, and it was honestly a way to get back. Like, I know it doesn't seem like it, but here's my thing, right? There are, what, four or five TV-contracted wrestlers on WCW that you're going to be able to see 10 to 15 feet away from you, like there, and then interact with them. Um, you're going to have that experience. That experience alone is worth $40. So it's like, okay, you know, plus the card, the way it was put together, all the up-and-coming talent from Fallout, talent from the Northeast, from the, you know, South Philly, Philly, Jersey area. Um, we have someone from Seattle, from, from the West Coast coming up. So um, Florida talent, um, you know, Renee Michelle, uh, uh, me was coming, Sumi's having that awesome dream match with Masha, like all of this encompasses, like that That by itself is worth the price of admission. As a bonus, hey, here's a guy show, like, let's be even, like, you know, everyone says, oh, equality in wrestling, and then they'll book one woman's match on a 15-card show. So it's like, no, the men will be showcased as a bonus to the women having the main focus. 
So it was basically just taking last year's idea and multiplying it and making it bigger. And again, I, I, I love the idea of it. And I love, it is that giving back of, Hey, here you go. Now you're getting this, but here's also some more just for, if this wasn't enough, this wasn't enticing right. enough for your, your $40. Here's even more. It's two cards for the price of one, which is insanity. Cause it's not, both cards are just, just insane. And we're going to keep going here and, and talk about different. Like definitely so, but let's let's keep going because now we talked about that earlier triple threat matchup. Now let's get into this one here as we have Edith Surreal, Auntie herself, the first lady of prolific, Rufus Lala. And I I feel like I'm gonna butcher this name. I I, I apologize. Uh Kikyo? Yeah. Oh, okay, yep. there we go. The golden flower. <laughs> there we go. Um, I, I was like, I was hoping I don't butcher the name. Yeah. Here. No, it's fine. Dude. But Kikyo has been someone I've spoken to back and forth and back and forth, even before the pandemic was a thing. And it was always her like, hey, let's find a way to make this work. Um, and it finally did. It, it worked perfectly. Um, her style, the way she presents herself, how she holds herself. And then, you know, originally it was the idea behind it was you have two brawlers brawler-ish wrestlers because both Lala and Kikyo can go. They can do more than just fight. But then you have Edith who is cruiserweight in style for the most part, but she towers over most of the other competitors. And then you have the, you know, originally it was planned Megan was going to be in there. So then you had the Amazon type goddess, like different styles, just a crazy eclectic match. <clears throat> now that it's just these two, you have the two, you know, overpowering kind of parallels to each other, East and West Coast versions. And then the, the cruiserweight that is that towers over everybody. Stylistically, it's just wonderful. It's like they're going to be trying to hit each other and Edith with their hardest shot. Everybody knows what that Larry do. Edith is going to be flying all over the place, being acrobatic, athletic, those, you know, beautiful arm drags that she has, those all the different variations of them and a very technically sound wrestler is another thing that a lot of people don't give uh, her credit for. She's very technically sound. I mean, the matches she's had over these past few months is that one with Carter, like she's she's incredible. I I was going to say this, speaking about Edith, I'm so glad there's nothing insanely high for her to jump off of. (laughs) I don't know if you just saw recently at one of the last Invictus shows, she decided, yeah, I'm going to jump off something a little higher than someone should. <laughs> if, so. if if Mother Nature decides to bless us with a day that goes into the 70s, well into the night, we might just pull the trigger and go outside. Honestly? Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Cross her fingers, guys, because I, I'm a huge fan of the outside shows. Joe knows. I, I love the – it's just – it's refreshing, obviously. It's aesthetically pleasing. Like those pictures, man, they just look awesome. Not so great. Just speaking out, speaking about this match, though, you know, just say, like what Joe was saying earlier, the, the clash of styles is what I'm most excited about, especially just knowing what each of these competitors can do. You know, um, I, I, I'm a big fan of Edith Surreal, by the way. I mean, as it should be already public knowledge, I'm a huge fan of the Cruiserweight style. Hashtag battle it. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, and so, but then it's like, 
you have that style, that cruiserweight style, the high fly fast pace style, and then you put it against that hard hitting powerhouse style that both Kikio and Lala are known for, and you just have what that that like I said earlier, that sense of unpredictability that you don't know whether someone's going to get lariated, someone's just going to get hit very hard, or someone's just going to fly and come out of nowhere and hit you with an arm drag or a crossbody. And it's one of those things, especially in the three-way, where, you know, it, you don't. it's not back and forth. It's, you know, there's three bodies there going, going into it yeah. that clash of styles, you know? Which is great because, again, it adds to that. It adds that almost, again – it's already unpredictable if it's just a straight-up one-on-one match with these competitors. Then that three-way element, now again, it adds that you have to have eyes behind the, the back of your head there. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, but here we go. We got Matt also in the chat saying you're, and he'll see us next week at WCW. There you go. But here we go. We got one of the captains from the Fallout Shelter himself, Gamble, in the chat saying, yo. So there you go. So let's, let's keep it. a good session with Caps around. There you go. Love to see that. But here we go. Let's now talk about this because we mentioned the company a few times. CCW will be represented here as those CCW tag team championships will be on the line with Jordan Blade and Brooke Valentine defending here against Gia Scott and Damaris Dawkins. Well, Damaris has been almost in a, a belt collector fashion right now. She's been taking a lot of the championships, especially in that Philly area. I feel like she's looking to do the same next week in Brooklyn. Yeah, she's looking for gold. I mean, um, if you look at the lineage that both Damaris and Gia have, I mean, their style is immediately a reflection of where they learn from, which is ROH dominant in Cheeseburger and Gresham. Um, you know, it was kind of those, oh, aesthetically, this team would actually look pretty dope. Um, Gia's great. Like, we're going to say it again, the match she had with Carter amongst all the matches she's had. She said the ones she had with Suge, like, that's the one that I, I watched it live and I was like, yeah, I need this girl on one of the Battle Club shows immediately. Um, like you said, like, Damaris is collecting championships uh, recently on Impact, like, she's making the runs, making the drives, doing whatever it takes. Um, and she's been with Battle Club for a bit. Um, Gia earlier this year, I believe, or maybe, no, it was earlier this year. It was one of those new year where would you like to see me she's like oh i want to come back to brooklyn to battlefield so that was very that was awesome and then on the other side you have the submission sniper and then you have queen b so it's like you have the powerhouse it's like um imagine if vader uh it's kind of heart foundation ish but Nightheart is more like vader you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh, when you're talking about queen b and the her power her pounds just her, her abilities and then Jordan Blade is just amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah true tactician Absolutely. there. So just... I'll always just love and embrace her, especially when, you know, last, very last minute, hey, I need you to wrestle swole. And she was like, I'm, I'm with it. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, just more, more clashing of styles. But you're going to get, I feel like you're going to get more worldly wrestling in there. And in that situation, the change up would be when Brooke gets in there and, and starts throwing bombs, not that they, these other ladies can't, it's just, she's a switch, you know, she's a style switch up. You're going to see, I, I feel like you're going to see a lot of change. It's going to be very reminiscent of a uh, Japanese style match where people are just going to be focused and locked in. And when something happens, they'll clap it up. And then when Brooke gets in there and the gear start to change, then we'll start being more American and loud. And you know, this is awesome. 
Definitely. So no, you can see it, especially when you see a Jordan Blade in there. You see that that hold, that precision in there. Almost again, like like again, the name says it all. The sniper in there when she goes for those certain maneuvers. Uh, and then that that contrast of styles with her partner again is one you guys do not want to miss. I can't wait to see it. And I, and I, I was really a big fan of Gia Scott last time she came to Brooklyn. I, I, I mean, it was the first, my first time personally seeing her wrestle live. I instantly became a fan. And, you know, Damaris Dawkins, we've seen her around, you know, back and forth. And like how you said, she's been collecting. And so that team, it's, I'm seeing what this team can do together. Listen. <laughs> You've been to Fallout, Raymond. You know Masha doesn't give compliments lightly. At intermission, she basically yelled at me, that girl can fucking go. Bring her back. I will wrestle her 99 times in a row. It's like, that's Masha, who's, you know, we know her standards in, in wrestling. So that's what pretty much when she became a regular last year. There you go. And again, that's, that's what it shows, these type of matches – it gives that it gives that taste to the, to a fan base that maybe they don't get to see as much of this as very often in Brooklyn. So it's great to be able to bring this amazing talent back to the area. With again with this next matchup that when I saw this, it, it was insane because you're bringing back the kick demon here and going head to head with Miyu Yamesh. Oh, this one I knew I was gonna butcher. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. so. This matchup here, it's it's where did the idea come for this? Because getting Miyu to to this show was insane enough, and then the pairing here with the kick demon with Janai here. It was really easy. It was hey, you're gonna be in the States, we're doing this Wednesday gimmick. Yes, you know, very, very, very polite. I would love to do it. Um, and I felt in that situation when the Competitor is an attraction because that's what it is. It's an attraction. You're getting a world a world class athlete from half a half a world away. It was straight up. Who do you want? She's like, who do you got? I named it, and it just instantly. She's like Janai. You know, she talked about how they've spoken about working singles, and Janai's been very open about working singles with her. So it was like, yep, I'm bringing this to Brooklyn, uh, first time ever. Um, Pink Striker, the Kick Demon. This is this is gonna be more. It's gonna look more like a Bruce Lee movie than it is gonna look like a wrestling match. This is definitely gonna be that fight. Yeah, this is gonna be that fight that you want to see. This is truly gonna be that. Hey, if you blink, you're gonna miss something. Right, right, right. This is this is 100% Street Fighter, like Mortal Kombat. It's gonna be great, and it's probably gonna take a fatality for one of them to go down. And um, Joe, Joe should know I'm a ginormous. Fan of Miyu, um, for many reasons, but predominantly her fighting style, and um, she like I, I follow her whole like career in Tokyo Joshi Pro, she, like just from like as an artist, like her her gear, her wrestling style, everything, everything. I'm a ginormous Miyu fan. I remember texting Joe, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like thank you for because I didn't see it coming. I I generally didn't see it coming. I just know watching her all the time on um wrestling universe and um just being a fan and you know every time somebody comes from like, overseas, you know it's it's an attraction like how Joe said and um 
we all know that Janai can go. You you yeah. you've seen any match that Janai's a part of. You know somebody's gonna get kicked very hard. <laughs> Someone can potentially get knocked out. And now we're just mixing these two together. It's an atomic bomb waiting to happen. Oh, this is, I'm this, is be insane. this match is like the match that did it for me, honestly. <laughs> and then everything else kind of just followed. Yeah. No, and again, and we're we're just getting to the matches where it was like this alone is worth the price of admission. And this yeah. is one of those that I was like, that's it. It's going to be it. It's going to be the whole show. And we're good. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just going to be moments and moments out of this where it's insane. And here we go. We even got Matt Awesome saying this This was the match. That's it. He's in there. And then loving both of their styles. And again, they have that explosive style that I can't wait to see. I might abandon all responsibilities that they have to show to just like sneak my way into the front row. I'm just gonna steal a chair from somewhere and just for this one match, like, and you know, you can yell at me later, Joe. It's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> I feel like uh, this is definitely one of those. It, it's wild. Like, we've covered two triple threats, a tag title match, but like, I feel like every single one of these single matches are matches that feel like you have you have to watch them live like a moment is going to happen definitely and again with something like this you, you it's expected that something insane will go down but especially in these next few as well so let's get into this one because there's another question i want to ask when we get to this because it will be that battle club pro icons championship on the line as cosmic will defend against renee michelle here but before we get to this match joe i want to ask you how was that moment for you how did it feel seeing Cosmic win that championship. It not was, so it's not so long ago. How was that for you, especially seeing someone that again came through the fallout and gets that moment at Battle Club Pro? It was uh, it was it was it was one of those genuinely amazing moments. It was kind of like watching like the birth. Like this is the start, you know, like when her story said and done and you know in 20 30 years when impact or the e is doing a retrospective on her it's like the hogan versus sheik slam leg drop moment like you know being able to you know the match she had and the opponent she had beat to get it you know trisha dora so it's like it was not like she just went up against some local person that no one knew no she went against roh renowned star you know somebody who known for their abilities in the ring the pan the pan african world diaspora champion um yeah it, it, it was like that it was that moment it was her big bang you know just to just tie it into the gimmick it was her big bang <laughs> and you know now she's uh she's holding gold i guess that would be the sun in the universe for yeah. all her orbiters um I, it, I, i'm sorry not I, again. I, I, I always say that like professional wrestling for the most part is made out of moments, like defining moments. Like it's one of those things that like when you talk about like, like for example, when like the stare with Hogan and the rock, like they talk about that moment. Like you don't even remember the majority of that match. You talk about that, that moment. And I feel that cosmic winning that championship is one of the battle club moments. Yeah. You know, because it's one of those things, like how Joe said earlier, you know, um, she's training at Fallout. It's showing what, you know, our system, it works. 
you know, and um, like what the what we have at Fallout is special. You know, I will always hold it dear to my heart. And um, and then on top of that, we have her going on a competitor like Trisha Dora, making that moment that you know one of our you know students like well not our I'm not a coach right but one of the people from the school, um, you know, showing that we're creating champions you know yeah yeah um and as far as renee michelle goes she's another one very similar to you know uh kikio constantly in con communication um and it just you know polite and appropriate about it, it wasn't just hey book me it was hey you know x y and z can we make very very just very professional i mean obviously that's why she's been the places she's been um and she's someone who like i feel since she was first put on screen to now has had an evolution in terms of wrestling ability. It's just like, wow, this is not the same person. There was a metamorphosis. So knowing that Cosmic has these incredible skills that she has learned from, again, you know, nefarious ways or not, learn from Rembrandt, um, you know, direct tutelage from Masha and Santi, law Pena, like she's just a sponge and she's absorbing all these styles so it's like she's kind of had like a, a crash course of almost a hundred years of experience and you see it in her ability to work now yeah i was gonna say she has that that hybrid style there is no yeah. particular way to describe right. it almost and again it's it's perfect because it's the best way to say it it's almost out of this world with yeah how she does exactly. it she's 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 like, in terms of the women's division, in terms of overall on the independence, it's kind of like she's in that perfect frame. So, like, this is just my, I, you know, the way I think. You have the smaller guys, you know, um, HBK, Mysterio, Balor. Then you have the bigger guys, you have Nash, Taker, Show. Then you have these guys in the middle. That six three, the six seven, six eight range, the Cesaros, the Scott Halls, who are you know Mr. Perfect. They're perfect at what they do because they're the perfect opponent who can do anything in terms of hybrid styles. Like that's what she comes off as. She's bigger than most, but she's also you know in in great fitness. So like she can be the smaller competitor and do high fly high fly things like. You know those those satellite DDTs, the, the head scissors out of nowhere. You know the crescent kick. Like she's the hybrid style, that perfect style competitor. When you look at the women's division as a whole, lovely. So, and again, this this matchup here as one of her first defenses isn't a small task either. So it's going to be that that test of can't she keep it going? Was it again? Not saying it was, but was it that almost a fluke victory? And we'll get to right. see that true test here uh, next Wednesday. And then now to end off for that card, for that first card here, we talk about another first time ever matchup. Ooh. You have Masha Slamovich going head to head with a veteran of the game with two, almost more than two decades of experience in Sumi Sakai here, a world traveled veteran of the game. Talk to us. How, how do we get this one here? Because this, again, it's one of those where. This could have been it, and that was worth price of admission. That was it. This right. could have sold the show. Just um, on this. Yeah, that's our main event. It was uh, Masha had, you know, back when Fallout was in Long Island City, Masha had mentioned how, like, 
they keep missing each other. And it keeps almost happening, but it doesn't. Um, Sumi met Masha when Masha was 15, just starting. And the last time I saw Sumi, we had spoken. We were, she was very joyous about being able to put the match together. She goes, Masha reminds me of myself starting so young and then becoming such a force at such a young age. So it's like, what greater compliment? You know, um, it, there's so many things we could say about Sumi, but I think pro wrestling legend, period. Pro wrestling legend overall fits the bill. Um, everything she's done, all, all the stuff she's pioneered, bringing that style over here, you know, taking what she learned over here and bringing it over there. Every, just, just absolutely everything, you know. Um, and then Masha, like, again, uh, an unbelievable compliment to be say, hey, I'm one, you know, I, she may be humble and not say, but she's one of the greatest talents of all time in Sumi. And to sit there and say, Masha reminds me of myself. It's like, you're trending in the right way. You're doing things the right way. You know, Masha's time overseas has greatly improved everything she does. And now she's, you know, Sports Illustrated top 10 most influential wrestlers. Um, that's pretty much saying she's top 10 in the world period and that's incredible um and we can boast that you're learning from her at fallout everything she's done west coast pro champion gcw champion you know just she's she's incredible she's on tv and it's just it's a matter of time before she's the knockout champion um to watch those two like this is for me this is more hogan rock it's like i'm on my way i hogan held on a lot longer than Sumi's gonna, but this was that, you know, square up, young buck, let's go. Is, are you gonna take this torch from me? Um, so yeah, it's just great to be able to bring that to Battle Club. Uh, I, I love Coach Masha, everything she's done. I've always tried my best to just make whatever I could happen for her happen, and it's just wonderful to see her growth. So it's like as one, you know, uh, supernova starts to fade into the galaxy this next sun is sh shooting up, it's Masha. And I think it goes without saying, she's probably the best women's wrestler that isn't on a major company's television, i.e. AEW and WWE. Impact's great, but it, it, it's no competition for those two conglomerates. No, no, and I, I agree definitely completely there. And this is one where I can imagine everyone at the fallouts being told, this is your tape study watch yeah. this with all eyes because i know that's what i'm doing next wednesday like i'm going to enjoy the show going to watch but this is just classes in, in session with this one it, like, and and that's what i what i found interesting about this match the more i like thought about it i remember joe sent me the graphic and the first thing i thought is this is one of those really unpredictable matches because like we're talking about the expertise of sumi you know her her long career that she's had the classics she's had and then we're talking about you know one of the fastest skyrocketing talents right now which is masha i feel like every i turn my phone on every weekend and she has a new belt like <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like she's been killing it like tremendously and she she like Anyone that knows Masha, that's dealt with Masha, knows that she's one of the most disciplined professional wrestlers. One of the people that takes the sport super serious. Like, this is, she takes it probably more serious than anyone I know right now. And um, and then she's going to go against a veteran 
like sue me. So this is going to be one of those matches that don't look at your phone. Don't talk to the person next to you. You want to watch this match. Like this is one of those matches you have to watch. Yeah, this is going to be all all attentions on this one. And again, it's perfect. That's it's the main event because it's it's the that's that's it's going to be one of those. If it had to be followed, it's like good luck because uh, right. Yeah. Like, it's, Right. Well, it's the per- it's the perfect segue because now after that, the guys are now gonna have to good luck following that. Uh-huh. Because like I said, less than two weeks later, if then it's going to be Andy. Um, and now let's first off that the just the the look of this event, the poster alone is insane. Like the look of those graphics, I was like, that's it. This is the perfect way to do this this uh the promotion for this the promotional graphics. So let's let's start with this one, the survival of the fittest here, with Matt Awesome, Prince Ahmed. We have Miles Hawkins. You have Nimrod in there, and Miami Mike. And then always like the survival of the fittest. You never know who else could possibly joining the fold. So talk to us about this one here. It's me. I'm kidding. Oh, well, there you go, Danny. <laughs> um, this was Matt's been on fire. Matt has been on fire, and I'm not going to take any credit for it, but when I told him, hey, you need to turn it on, he's turned it on. Um, Prince Ahmed is the most innovative Matt technician on the on the planet. Like, his ability to innovate on the mat is only likened to Smiley's ability to innovate through high fly. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm calling dibs on that match. So Rosado, don't jack it. We're doing Smiley and Ahmed. Um, but it was Matt's red hot. Matt's on fire. Nobody is a bigger heel. I don't think anybody is a bigger heel than Prince Ahmed. He just comes out and people hate his guts. And then he beats the crap out of people in ways no one's ever thought of. And people hate him more. Miles yeah. um, Hawkins was absolutely incredible at Jobber Slam. Great guy. He's got the look. He's got everything. Um, and I asked him straight up, hey, man, bring one of your running buddies, whoever you think fits the mold best. So that's how we hit Miami. Mike, um, I heard he was recently in Jersey, so he's doing the drives. He's doing that work. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I've seen him a lot uh, at CZW. He's definitely right. making his waves as well. So it's good to see uh, him getting more down here to the tri-state. Um, and then, you know, Nimrod is, uh, can I say he's everyone's imaginary <laughs> friend brought to life. Like uh, that, that movie, uh that Howie Mandel was in when he was a, uh, oh man, was it Monsters or something like that? Where the kid's under the bed and he's the best friend he's in blue get up. Like he's just that guy brought to life. You know, though your wildest imaginations. If you, <laughs> if you were like eight years old and you created your own comic book and the, the main, you know, the star of the comic book, that's what Nimrod is in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's literally his. That's there's, it. There's no gimmick there. That's him. No. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, there's, there's a lot of ways to describe Nimrod. It just unpredictable, I feel like, is the best way as well. Just like, there yeah. you go. Matt, Matt saying, Little Monsters, he says. was Little name. Monsters, there you go. There you go. Um, so, yeah, so l- this is another. It's one of those ones that you put together, and stylistically, it's amazing. If you really look at it, you have an Egyptian torture artist. Then you have the Prince of Chancla style. Then you have Nimrod, who's an imaginary best friend brought to life. Then you have Miles, who's a movie star. It, like, it looks like a Mortal Kombat graphic. And then you have Miami Mike. So, you, you know, off the top of my head, 
you have Johnny Blaze, and you have Liu Kang, uh, and then you got like Raiden. <laughs> Raiden, yeah, you have Raiden and Scorpion. Like everyone's different, yeah. and it's wonderful. That's what you love, though. It's that clash of styles in there, which again it adds that unpredictability, and again it adds the truly who will be the survival of the fittest there. But I do gotta say, going into this one though, that after that match between Ahmed and Santi, it's still one of my favorites you guys have put together. Because that, again, is another one of those where it, it's truly tape, uh, tape study. If there's yeah. ever a match you want to watch to see true, just pure and technical wrestling, it, it's one of those. Like, that was insane to see. It's what I like to call a Battle Club Pro classic. Yep. It's a classic, man. It's one of those matches. I think I've seen it three times already just because of how good that match was. It's one of those matches that this is professional wrestling, <laughs> and I and it's great. And I and I'm I'm always excited to see Prince Ahmed. He, he you know as a human being and as a professional wrestler, he's just awesome to watch. He's innovative to watch. the The nickname is not you know something that he. It's very well deserved. Yeah, again, he, he finds that way. He finds it, that way if it's, it's locking a hole. It's just so awesome to watch him perform, man. It's um you know before we move on like obviously the goal of every show is to be better than the last one and I feel like you know first world problem like this is such a good problem to have I can't decide between Carter and Pena and Santi and Ahmed and to think those were back to back so it's like oh my goodness that was on the same event you know like we've had two of the greatest matches ever in singles competition on the same show. How do you top that? that that's that's one of those, I think, again, it's like you said, it's that, it's that first world problem moment. It's like, hey, you did this now. Time, time to keep going. Time to pull something else out. And I can't wait because later on we're going to be talking about one that I definitely says it, it can't possibly top it. So we're going to go to this now, this tag team matchup here as it's going to feature the Scott Ricans going head-to-head -head with Prolific here. And this is one I know Dave and KJ have been talking about. They wanted for a while now. So we, we get to this one here. I feel like there is no better depiction of the Bronx versus Brooklyn than that graphic. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get, you know, you get... It's, you get, it's just perfect. It's it just, is, it right? Like you get the, the Bed-Stuy, Brownsville, East New York vibe for Prolific. And then, you know, you get obviously Dave from, you know, the, the Bronx, but then you get like, you get Kirk, who's like from Throgsneck, you know? Like, hey, he, he's got an adopted now. That's it. He just right? gets, but it's he gets that adopted to the Bronx. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, the, uh, the Scott Ricans, man, they're just, they're really good. They're co It's crazy. Again, it just, it was a joke. It was a random joke. You know, and it just became a thing, and it's great now. And you know, the stable with Jordy, like you have three legit competitors. Um, Dave kind of just took both, you know, KJ and Jordy under his wing because he's a lot more seasoned than they are, and it just meshed so well. Um, and it was prolific, bro. You, you know, much in line with like you said about Damaris earlier, just collecting titles like Wolf. I've known, you know, before wrestling was ever even a thing, I've known Wolf, and he's amazing. Um, Marquis, you know, Tyrese, prolific, just represents this area, this whole Northeast area with every everything they got. They just are perfect uh, depiction of what we 
in the Northeast bring, you know, I, I you know, um, what did I call it? It's kind of like American strong style. Like, I feel like that's the Northeast kind of style of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, you get that kind of strong spiritish, like it's just the fight, you know, and it's another Annie up being the name of the show. It just like fits. It, it so it, it's picture perfect, especially <laughs> when you have a show, not only just a New York show, but a show in Brooklyn. Yeah. It's like, it just fits so so perfectly. The home advantage. Yeah, <laughs> it and definitely I'll, is. And what what I what I also find very interesting about this match is the fact that, um, again, it's like how I mentioned earlier, how well the fallout shelter system works with the Scott, like with the Scott Ricans. They're a very great example, you know. They and I feel like this is probably like the ultimate test for the Scott Ricans as of late. This is probably going to be one of the toughest matches that they're going to have with Prolific. I mean, anyone that's seen a match with anyone involved in Prolific from, you know, from Wolf to Lala and and anyone in between, you know, like, you know that these guys are going to show up and they're going to fight. Like, definitely so. And and it's going to be one of those things where this is the perfect opportunity for the Scott Ricans to prove that they belong, that they are indeed a, a dominant tag team. Like I know they could be, like they have shown that they're not, you know, walking the park either. And this is going to be, you know, vets versus, you know, a fresh team that's shown their potential as a tag team, as an established tag team. But uh, Prolific's just got a couple of years. Like this is something, you know, we could be talking about this feud in five or six years on television yeah like the birth was battle club and look where they are now yeah and, no, and again it's that <laughs> it's that perfect start but it's also it's one of those where it could set either team to getting that chase for those battle club pro tag team titles because both are definitely going to be watching that watching oh, yeah. federated later on the night watching the main event and seeing hey that's that's where we want to be next but it's definitely you got to also think about you mentioned lala danny I, I could also play that factor. Can Lala play a factor? Can Jordy Lee play a factor? Like we saw Jordy in that Chonkla match at the one of the last events. Like you, you never know what could possibly happen. The so it's always ability is what it's, it's like my favorite thing about our wonderful sport. <laughs> and you gotta love it. That's what gets people going here. But let's let's get to this next one because we talked about prolific, but the, the war still continues here because Jobber Tier style has always been something. But they, they have their own problems right now, as it will be Jobber to yourself going head-to-head with Team Fallout, as you have one of the captains, Anthony Gamble. You have Coach Colossal Mike Law and Big Cuzzo here representing the Fallout. But this, this is a team where I know Jobber to yourself are united, but is Colossal Mike Law in that same headspace with Big Cuzzo and Gamble right now? Because we're starting to see Mike Law almost go through this transition of, are, are we seeing Mike kind of go to a different side of himself after losing that battleweight championship, after losing constantly here? Is, is something going on with Coach? So, yeah, Coach had came to me and said, um, he kind of, it was self-reflecting. He's like, hey, I, you know, I didn't mean to steal the opportunity um, from Abraham Khan. It wasn't a, like he intentionally stole it. He was just ready for it. Um, so he said, "Hey, this year let's let's do something. Let me let me get back." So obviously, Cuzzo is red hot. Yeah, red. Cuzzo's yeah. never been better. 
Um, I, he gets a ton of hate online. I don't know why. Um, Haters. Yeah, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, he's <laughs> on fire. He's never been better. And then the captain, like I said, it's always a good training session whenever captain's around. Um, so you have, you know, Colossal being, you know, I think he grew seven one now, something like that, seven hundred pounds. So you have three hosses on one side, and then you have a legit giant in Rayhan and Zuka and Movie Mike are just two different stylistic wrestlers. Um, Movie Mike actually was uh, filmed for about one of the Battle Club X episodes. Can't wait till that drops. Um, a lot of good stuff in this one. Very different styles. Um, it's not often that you see anyone stand toe to toe with Rayhan, but I guess when he gets in the ring with Mike, he'll be looking up. This <laughs> is one of those where Rayhan finally might have that disadvantage. Usually, right. it's yeah. Howard Man in there. He's gonna have to be like, "Oh, hey, not, not everybody can call themselves colossal." I'm just saying. Right. Hey, again, you know? this is this is this is it. This is. But uh, there you go, Matt. And, awesome saying they are in a walk in the park. I know they're definitely not. Definitely he, not. I find very interesting, um, you know, the team fallout just because it's such a clash of like different styles. Like, yeah. and, and then there's the fact that like going back to Big Cuzzo, some of the best, the biggest pops I've ever heard just in an entrance is Big Cuzzo's. And then he goes in the ring and he dominates, you know, and we're just talking about one competitor. And we have the first ever battleweight champion. Like, no one's ever going to be able to take that away from him. He may have lost the belt, but no one can say, hey, I was the first. You know? And he's had multiple successful title defenses. You know? And, and you know, controversial way of how he lost the belt. But even then, you know, no one can take the fact that Mike Law is a top professional wrestler who has proved himself time and time again. And then on top of that, you have the captain of the fallout shelter. You know, when Joe says that there's always a good training session when he's in fallout, I've been right there watching. He puts these students to sweat and, and he's hard hitting. He's, he's fast. He, he like just that Samoan drop he does, man. Like it's just power, just pure power. coming. We have these three guys teaming up. And then you have, you know, this is going to be one of those matches, man, that, again, get your popcorn ready, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's going to be, again, it's that clash of styles. It's that just true entertainment value that's going to be one you can't miss. And I can't wait to see what goes down there. And, oh, here we go. We got Marcus Marquis in the chat saying, Jobber to yourself, better watch their back. We don't take threats lightly. And, hey, there, there you go again. They... They have their issues, but with prolific still in the building, the security might need to be a little, little more amped up here. <laughs> yeah, very combustible elements, um, but <laughs> it always makes for a good time. So there you go. But let's let's keep it going here. Let's talk about those Battle Club Pro Tag Team <laughs> Championships on the line, as it will be the team of Abraham Khan and Rembrandt representing Federated defending here against the main event and i can imagine for you two you're not you're not too fond on the way rembrandt and abraham khan won those championships again as it was originally scheduled to be the main event versus federated yes but o'shea edwards and john davis 
We then get the the shenanigans there, but we now get to this tag team matchup here. Your guys' thoughts on this combination uh, in two weeks? Um, it's the same sentiment with Rembrandt that I have for Aiden. I understand why you align yourself with Mr. Martinez. He literally breeds champions whenever they align themselves with Federated. Um, I feel like he could do that without having to resort to nefarious means to win. I mean, like I said, Christina Marie, Brass Knucks. Um, Rembrandt and Abe set up Kiss of Death for Rembrandt to win that anytime, anywhere match. And then they cash in. They cash in on the tag champs who were not expected to be doing it. They were prepared for the two living kaijus and John Davis and O'Shea Edwards. Um, apparently, there was a huge payout, and you know they handed them the victory. Um, I know Main Event wants their titles back. I know they want revenge on John and O'Shea. Um, recently being signed to MLW, I believe, or not signed, definitely heavily featured. Um, they're incredible, best tag team in. The Northeast. I, I think it goes without saying. Um, HOG champions. Um, I'm not 100 sure of what's going on with the storyline there, but they're you know they recently won those titles. They've held our titles. They they beat the C Stars for the tag titles. Like they're just great. The ECWA Super Eight tag team winners. Like so they feel cheated, and it's a mission. Like they want their titles back, but they want revenge as well. They want to get back at Federated. Federated has no problem pissing people off to get what they want. Um, and Rembrandt had mentioned it in a couple of promos. Like, I see what I I know what I have to do in order for X, Y, and Z to happen. I didn't think it would be this, but it turned out to be that, and it's worked out. They have gold around their waist, both Rembrandt and Khan. Yeah. You know, a great businessman. And it's one of those things that that I I I say time and time again. Federated place chess, like none of nobody saw that move come. Like with, you know, these guys and victory, and we like. And, I mean, even for me, like I personally have no issues with Federated, right, Joe? And um, <laughs> um I I didn't see it coming. I, I just thought that these guys, it was going to be hard hitting match. Me being, you know great friends with um the main event also i know what they can do i know that they can go they've held the two top tag team championships in new york city at the same time and, and it's not a mistake it's not for no reason these guys can go they've proved it time and time again everywhere they've gone you know super eight tag team winners and everything and yeah of course i i i would be upset too if me knowing my potential I've had my championships, my hard work just taken from me. But it's one of those things that I always say when Federated is in the building, you need to have plan A, plan B, and plan C because you never know. Mr. Martinez is a very smart individual. He has multiple game plans, and when he wants, he takes. Again, it's, it's, it's smart. He knew he had not one but two hands in this game there. He had that opportunity. And again, it makes sense to try to keep those titles in the Federated brand. I 
I, I will say this, being friends with both parties involved in this match, it was one where I did not see Rembrandt wanting to cash it in on the main event. And we saw multiple times that night. He came out. He could have possibly uh, cashed it in on Yaya when he won his championship early in the night. We saw even a, a possible idea of wanting to cash it in on Cosmic, which I thought that would have been something. But then seeing that and just seeing and pick apart guys that we've all come up together, trained together, it was something where even I thought, again, I usually enjoy what Federated does. I say they, they're just misunderstood almost. But seeing that, it was a little disheartening. And again, I hope we finally see that fair fight uh, at any up here. So, But from there, this next matchup is one that it, it's, it, it's interesting with this matchup here. There's a lot I want to talk about with this one, Joe, because it's fun. I've been putting up recently. I've been doing the the fantasy booking, if you will, putting up some cards together. And one matchup that I put up was wanting to see Jorge Sandy, the inner city king himself, go head to head with Darius Carter. Because, again, it's that battle of two of the best to go in that pure style, that technical style. And it's funny because then I talked to – so Jorge, it's one of those where maybe one day, not even I think a week later, we see the announcement, it's official, it's happening, and all I can say is thank you. Yeah. Because we get to see a, again, this is another one of those classics that's going to happen at Battle Club Pro. Yeah, it's when Carter did the face-off with Pena, the sit-down, it was just like, I looked over and I was like, him and Santi need to happen. It's not even. Mm-hmm. And then every match Santi's had, you know, Dom, Ahmed, you'll see the match he had with A-Game when that Battle Club X uh, episode drops. Just everything he's done since coming back has been unbelievable. Um, you know, who goes into retirement and the first thing they do when they come out of retirement, be right on TV. Like, um, it's Darius Carter has earned everything he's ever gotten. No one's ever going to deny that, you know, from everything he's done, all the matches with all, against all the world's greatest talents. Um, but the thought process behind that is would DC be where he is if Santi never stepped away? And it's not a knock on DC. But I don't think it's any doubt that nobody was better than Santi when Santi was ripping and running. Nobody. It's just he's just watching him in training is different, you know, where like uh, Ahmed is super innovative on the mat. Santi's so crisp, so clean, so technically sound, even though it's not as innovative as Ahmed is, you don't see what's coming, whether it's a classic move or it's kind of like what Federated does when it comes to overall stuff. He's playing chess while you're learning how to tie your shoe, you know? Um, Could you imagine the matches these two would have had if Santi never stepped away to truly battle for who is the king of New York? Mm -hmm. Um, I've always spoke very honestly with all my you know, all the towns we work with. And I told DC very 
honestly, like you might be the best on the East Coast, but there's nobody better right now in New York. And he obliged. He was like, You're, I give you that. And now we have the match to see who is the man on top. DC has he's got a lot to come back from. I mean, he's this close to being the five points champion. He has a battle club pro franchise championship match in the bag. He wants to be on top. He has been day one. He's been the ace. He's been everything to battle club. Um, and every time he's come across championships, something nefarious has happened. So when Pena beat him, it was like, and of course he's going to be composed and reserved. That's what DC does. He's not going to be rattled by it, but he has a lot to prove here where he's coming off a loss. Santi is coming off uh, an incredible win against an incredible opponent. So immovable, you know, uh, oh my God, I don't want to butcher the immovable object and the irresistible force are clashing. And it's going to be a technically sound New York East Coast, you know, old school style in Santi where you get the maybe shady tactics with a lot of British world of sport mixed in and the ability to joint manipulate and he knows how to bend the rules in his favors where it won't cost him anything like two classic style wrestlers two it, it's it's you know it's 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 backland and bachwinkle you know it's it's brett and i wouldn't say sean maybe maybe barbershop window glass sean but it's those kind of elements like they're so good they're so even but they're so different I, I I dare say that both these competitors are masters of the craft. Yes. Like, these are guys that it's not, you know, who can outdo who anymore. It is like experience and intelligence and perfecting your craft in one end and the other just that they both go about it very differently, but they're both equally as good, you know? They're, and it's one of those things, like this is classic professional wrestling at its peak, where it's like, you can't take anything away from Darius Carter, but you also can't take anything away from Jorge Santi. So That's it's just not. one of these things where, in my opinion, it's going to be who fucks up first. It's Steve Boat Savage 25 years later. A hundred percent. It 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 is it is literally like watching Santi in practice, people will come in, veterans, people who are killing it, he'll show them something and they'll go, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. The only other time I've seen that is watching someone get blessed enough for Darius Carter to give them some nuggets of knowledge and he'll say something and they'll go. Oh shit! They get the same reaction two entirely different ways, and that's the best way to talk about their wrestling styles. This match and is literally knowledge versus knowledge. Yeah, a hundred percent knowledge versus knowledge, and that for me is a recipe for an amazing professional wrestling match. Yeah, and again, this is uh, one of those where, just like I said earlier with Masha and Sumi, where this is going to be. Every single Fallout student needs to be there just 100%. with a book. Watch it because it's going to be that master class, and it's truly two craftsmen of this sport going at it. And even Again, when the match drops, 
replay that shit. Yeah, this is one where this needs to continue to be studied because you're going to get to see two of the best of that technical style go at it. And after Griffey, Danny, it's going to be who makes that first mistake and who can capitalize on it the best. Because both of these are going to be, they're studying each other like crazy. We know this. We know they're going into that game knowing, I know everything you could do, but here we go. Let's see where we could go next. 100%. So, but from that, we now go to another championship match, as it will be for that Nemesis Battleweight Championship. A game, Joseph Alexander defending against Dominic De Niro here. And A game, again, this is another one where that first true big test here against no slouch in machine gun money, the saint of war himself, one half or fight or die in Dominic De Niro. This is, this is going to be a fight here for a game. If we're going to go stylistically, you know, making comparisons. And like I said, Santi and DC is steamboat and savage Bachwinkle and Backlund. This is angle and he who shall not be named. Yes. That's what this is. Mm -hmm. They can both go. They have both unlimited engines. But there are two entirely different wrestlers. Um, this is the battleweight division. This, These are our, our versions of the cruiserweights. This is the whole point of the nemesis division is to have these young lions clawing to show that they deserve the spots that they're getting. Dom is a beast. I don't know of many people who hit harder than Dom. And A-game is just unbelievable. He just kept coming up short at Battle Club, and then finally when he didn't, it turned into gold. Just just amazing. Just amazing. This is That's what this is. You know, if we're going to steer clear of the, the the person, we'll go to the original. It's it's Angle versus Dynamite Kid. Like, it's explosive offense versus unbelievable technique. Catches catch can style can come at any moment from a game, but then he can match you with unprecedented power that you don't see coming because he's so fast. Whereas Dom is just bomb after bomb after bomb, no matter what he does. If I would have a match to like compare this matchup to, um, Malenko versus Eddie. Cool. Like, That's beautiful. There you go. It's, it's it's those cruiserweights that very different styles, but they they're gonna create magic in that ring. You know, and I remember like when I would when I introduced the idea of the the, the battleweight division to Joe, this is exactly what I had in mind. Cruiserweights that are going to go and give all of their potential, all of their knowledge, all of their skills, and they're going to put it on the line. And now it's going to be for this championship that a game has rightfully deserved. Like how Joe said earlier, he was coming up short in the first few matches he had and then he didn't just get this opportunity. He snatched that shit. And it's one of those things where now he has a big test in front of him and Dominic De Niro. Dominic is, if you've seen him wrestle, you know what he can do. You know, you're going to get, you're going to have to fight. No pun intended. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, and it's one of those where, again, with the comparisons we gave, both of these competitors do this so well as well that they're able to get that second gear in there. Almost again, when they've done everything, where you think it, it's what else could they do? And it's like they they just rev it up to that second gear and keep it going. And Dom is known to do that with those strikes, with those combinations. A game with that Matt classic style. This is one where, again, this might be his first offense, but we could possibly see a new champion here, or we could see A game 
showcase why, hey, this is now his reign as that battleweight champion. I dare I can't say, wait to see it. I dare say this is going to be, and I shouldn't make a shirt, um, a battle club classic. <laughs> that, that's just going to be the tagline for this whole yeah, show it, now. It, it, and, and, I, and I say this, and I truly mean this. I, I, I This is going to be one of those matches where you're going to look back at it, and it's going to be one of those matches that you're going to be like, holy shit, that was awesome. You know, and it, both these competitors have the ability, and they've shown it in their past matches. They're great at what they do. They don't disappoint. They don't just go out there to fool around. They are giving it their 110% every time they're in that ring. Definitely so. From that, now let's get to a true hoss fight here as it will be for that Battle Club Pro Franchise Championship as the gifted one himself, Yaya, defends here against Tyree Taylor. Again, it continues this jobber to yourself versus prolific feud here. It, it just, the, the words have keep get, just kept spoken here. We saw the promo from Yaya. We've heard what prolific has to say. How are we going to control this one? Because I don't know if the building is going to be able to handle these two at Antio. Maybe well, that's why we need to do it outside. <laughs> possibly. The gentlemen are, I'm less inclined to, to worry about the gentlemen's, you know, being cold than I am the women. <laughs> so, so if there's sun outside, sorry, kids. Um, but the true, you know, this this rivalry was birthed at Battle Club, you know, Java Cheer South and, you know, Prolific. Um, and it's because they both represent what Java Cheers is. They're just two different sides of it. Um, it's, you know, if you're a comic book freak, it's kind of like it's what Professor X and his X-Men did and Magneto's, uh, what did he call it? Danny, what do you call those guys? What do you call Magneto's the group? Like they had like a it wasn't a stuck name, but they did it was like no, 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 no. no, no, no. That's not Magneto. That was Apocalypse. Yeah, (laughs) they were like the Brotherhood or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just right, right. Brotherhood. There we go. They're both they're both mutants, and they're both fighting for the same agenda, just entirely different, just differently. Um. Tyree's been killing it. Tyree's been killing it. Tyree's been asking me for some singles work at Battle Club for a while. Um, and it was the perfect opportunity because you have the rest of Prolific in a tag match. Um, but any one of those guys, you, you talk about they they're, you know, they can utilize the free bird rule because any one of those guys can go into singles, uh into singles actions without missing a beat. And yeah, 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 yeah. Opportunistic, cashed in, you know, like hey, Pena was like, I'm not holding this. Uh, title up for ransom anymore, like somebody else. Let me give an opportunity, and franchise uh, the franchise champion Yaya capitalized. And you know, I love Yaya. I I'm, I don't ever hide that. Yaya's the definition of an ass kicking fat kid. Um, but more so than that, just the work. Like Yaya's one of those few people who, without ever stepping into a fallout session, defines what the fallout shelter is about doing everything right to get where you need to be and it's paid off with gold yaya is just one of those competitors that i have to show people footage yeah. <laughs> because if i just say it they don't believe it like <laughs> yeah to bring like vader Hanson back you try to explain it brody try to explain it you know all right look and you're like oh, oh yeah exactly and i very well deserved 
you know, him being franchise champion, I do strongly believe that this is going to be a very, like, it's going to be a challenge for him. You know, like, we know what both these gentlemen can do. We know how that both these guys can go. They're going to give it their 110%. This is going to be just a fun one to watch, you know. And, you know, it's one of those things that, He's the best man win, right? It's, it's gonna happen. It, it definitely is. And again, it's it's again, it's it's a whole night of champions getting their test out there because it's gonna be no slouch. You know, to expect possibly that involvement there with prolific with choppers yourself. We got Mark Marcus Marquis in the chat already saying it. The gifted one is going to get this prolific work as well. No one in Jobbers yourself is safe. There you go. Again, it's just that it continues. The the words keep going here. And here we go. We got Rembrandt. Why, why are you crying, Rem? He's crying when giving us the name, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Maybe, hey, maybe the it's, best. <laughs> there you go. But as, also, as he likes to be announced, he's my favorite wrestler. <laughs> and shout out to our good friends at Everything Pro Wrestling. But again, that matchup, I I, I can't wait to see because that's it's truly going to be. It's not even a match. It's a true just hoss fight there. For that championship. And again, Yaya having to go through one to even win the championship. Because let's not forget, he won that matchup against Big Cuzzo. Which again, showed it's one of those where you wouldn't believe what Yaya had to do to win that championship. And now in order to retain, we're going to have to wait and see at Ania. But it's now time to talk about a matchup we've left. Again, one of those left the best for last here. As it will be for that Battle Club Pro 5 points championship here. As it will be defending champion Steve, the finisher Benya going head to head with Simon Gotch here. And this is another one where that I, I can't wait to see because it it's that true Matt classic there. It's that who's going to grab a hold, who's going to go after a body part. This is going to be someone's chest is going to look like hamburger meat oh, after this. Oh, a thousand. This is. This is as close to literally bringing the best Japanese strikers to America and having them do a show. Like this is this is as close as we're gonna get. These two guys and encompass that. I'm going to beat the living crap out of you before I embarrass you with my ability on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotcha is just the stuff he's been doing in Noah is unreal. And then Pena, I can't. He's been, you know. I won't, I won't take any credit, but since becoming part of Fallout, different level, different level, a different gear, a different person. Um, he would have fit in like a glove in what was arguably the best match of the WrestleMania weekend, Gunther, uh, Drew, and Sheamus. My, That's that Pena style. I watched that match, and I'm like, this is a Pena match. Yeah. Pena would fit in right there. Like, it's not even close. Um. Probably the most criminally, um, it probably the most criminal thing is that he's not on TV. He's got the look, he's got the build, he's got the height. He's you know he's taken his promo game to a different level, um, and the wrestling has just matched. He's he's otherworldly, um, and literally the only match that could probably mirror or maybe even be better than. DC and Santi is this match and the pull that had to be made. Like, 
again, they're going head to head. It's it's almost like Maguire and and Bonds without the steroids. Like they're going home run for home run, and who's gonna win? Um, and uh, I mean, I'm gonna say it here, and again, this I'm calling dibs. Um, Santi and Pena absolutely have to happen, and like, oh, yeah. it's gotta be like, like, hey guys, I don't care. I'm not gonna give you any time. Go out there because that's what it's gonna take. No. That's gonna be one of those cards that it's only like five matches because they're gonna go an hour. Yeah, that's a matchup there. And again, the, both of those matches is truly gonna be that King's Road style. Like this is gonna be like if you are a student of the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's gonna be both of these matches, and especially this one. Like Gotch and Pena is gonna be a show stealer. And again, being for that that championship there, that five point championship, and seeing what Benya has gone through in the past, just last few months, going in there with Darius, going recently in there with Dan Moff, and standing tall and just like, hey, let me have another. Like he he just kept doing that there, and knowing that Benya, again, he wants this. He wants to continue to prove. There's a reason why he said, hey, I'll put down that franchise because I want to be able to continue to showcase. Why I am that five point champion. And Steve Pena is one of those people that, in my opinion, defines the word competition. Like, Steve Pena is the guy that every time he steps inside of the ring, you know he's going to. It's, it's what do you got for Steve Pena, not the other no. way around? Right. Like, what, are, what do you have to offer to beat this guy? Like, it's not a mistake that he decided to call himself the finisher. Like, this guy. Will, he's not just going to wrestle you. He's going to beat the shit out of you. And he's going to do it like the very best way he can because for him, losing is not an option. There is a reason why he's held on to that five points championship since he won it. Like this guy's been holding that belt for a very long time. He's successfully defended that belt every time he's put it on the line. And it's going on two full years as champ. Um, and I didn't mean to cut you off, Danny, but it's like, he is the embodiment of the perfect worker. Like I said, in that like six, three to six, eight range where you could do everything, power, striking, you know, out wrestle you. Um, but it's like when he decided to relinquish the franchise, it's like, I'm recognizing the five points is the worker's title. It is the title that is recognized, you know, in comparison to like the IC or the U S um, and he wanted someone else to be the face of the company with the franchise title. And he gave an opportunity to two young and deserving up and comers. But it's just like to sit there and say, I want to be recognized as this. It's 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 amazing. It's amazing that that's what he wanted. He's you know, I'm I'm the, the third franchise champion, but I'm the only five points champion. And he went that route. Um and then gosh, gosh, just man. Listen. Gotcha. He made such an impact, like in the locker room. He was the he was the first star, along with Santana, that I brought along when Fallout was like a genuine thing. Um, I mean, Jabber Slam was great, but we were still at, like I want to, you know, Shane Taylor was amazing. But what I meant is like, in terms of Gotch and Santana being those guys, like when we had a legitimately legitimate size of class, like you know what I'm saying, like it was kind of that like. And they shared the locker room, you know, whereas in Jobber Slam, they were just there to help, you know, at do the fight thing. 
KJ Mack and Anthony Gamble went toe to toe. So like they were able to share the locker room. I was able to get that experience with them. Um, and just circling back, just how influential it feels like, like since Gotch had been here, it's kind of everyone's work rate just kind of take taking a turn. And mm-hmm. now you're putting the epitome of the standard. He's the standard bearer against the guy who pretty much made everyone turn their levels up. And it's it's gonna be great. It's gonna be the only the those two matches again. I like, you know, hell, Gotch and Carter's gonna happen. Like, I'm just. These things just have there. It feels like it's innate. It's feel like it's it's organic, but man, to see the leaps and bounds all four of these guys have have had over the last year is absolutely incredible. Um, that I went off on a tangent. I'm just so excited. And um, no, and again, it, it 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 comes with that. It comes with that. It shows where this is only almost just the beginning here as well. Like the levels that they can get to and where it's going to continue and where we'll see, especially at Battle Club, it's only just the beginning here. Right. We're, we're in a very fortunate position. I'm sorry, Dan. We're in a very fortunate position. Like I could literally put any one of my champions as the main event and as the face of the company. And it all makes sense. Even even those guys over at Federated, like they're as legit as it comes. So we're being represented very well, very strongly by absolutely incredible competitors um great problem to have um and we're gonna do what we've always done we've cycled like the tag titles have main evented the icons have main evented five points main evented the franchise main evented we will have a moment where you know a game gets his time he will main event if he's still champ if it's dom he will have that time the battle weight title will main event an event this year that's what we do we try to showcase everyone to everyone that all our titles mean everything. It's not just here, have this for the hell of it. No, and again, that's been that, this has stayed the same since the first time I've spoken to you and it continues having that true representation there and showing that showcase of the best that you guys have and continuing to bring in the best to continue to showcase those styles, especially to an area that now gets to have wrestling again in this this local area. So I thank you guys for doing that. And I'm so excited. It, it, like, Steve Pena has brought legitimacy to that championship. Like, it's not a championship. It's become the championship almost. Because every time he gets in that ring, it's a banger match. And now we're going to put him with a competitor like Simon Gotch, who's killed it everywhere he's gone. And I'm excited. It's The show is going to be the show. Both shows, man. Again, well, and it, it's still special, man. Like a lot of people don't understand. It's not just us trying to put over. It's like if you've been to a battle club pro show, you know that it's gonna be a show. No. You know what I mean? And I'm excited. And again, it, it's still insane. And Joe, again, I'll, I'll never understand it. Giving not one but two shows for the price of one here. Again, we talked about both of you guys just tuning in, definitely. Watch from the beginning. Hear us talk about these stacked cards here that, again, get your tickets now. Link in the description down below because buying that one ticket gets you into both of these stacked shows. Like, that's still insane. Like, it's again, but there you go. No, definitely. that. No. Thank you to the promotions. Again, with promotions like Battle Club that are bringing amazing things like this to New York and bringing things like this and making these type of matches that we want to see. So again, I thank you guys for continuing to do that, and especially 
bringing the fallout, making the fallout a thing and seeing these amazing next breed of amazing talent get showcased. A thousand percent. So again, guys, everyone watching, please go follow Battle Club on all of their social media. Stay up to date with all things Battle Club Pro. Also, go follow the Fallout Shelter as well so you see the next breed of amazing talent. And if you're looking to become a professional wrestler, contact them today and get a part of that. And go follow also our good brother here, the hermano Danny Nemesis, so you can see his amazing creations. Because I know we, we, we've we heard a few. We heard the rumblings. I can imagine that that Fallout Championship is still is still coming, right, Joe? Oh, is that absolutely coming. You need to see it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I can't I can't wait to present this title. I put my soul into this. Like I, I Joe's here, he won't let me lie to you. We've sat down, we've spoken. Bro, yeah. Our our minds intertwined and came up with this unbelievably gorgeous concept. If oh, I can't there's wait to one see it. thing I, I I I've always said is that when I create one thing, the next one has to be better. And you know Nemesis Battleweight Championship, it's a beautiful championship. And if you guys agree with that, tune in to see when this new championship comes out. It's going to be twice as awesome. And it's going to be awesome. Just stay tuned. <laughs> Hopefully, guys. And again, to both of you, thank you so much for joining us here. Okay. Guys, like I said, get your tickets now. Link will be in the description down below. And again, go follow Battle Club because they have so much more coming soon. Especially that Battle Club X that you guys are gonna to want to stay tuned because there's the, a lot the, of matches that before uh, we call it, man, there's yep. there's Battle Club X, which you know we we're supposed to have our debut the last day of the month. Technical difficulties. We want to make sure everything's right. That's coming soon, very soon. Um, more seek shelters to come. Uh, Jara Slam three, Black Wrestle Fest two. I'm working on stuff with people at the fallout to do some more, you know, to do some different things, trying to make it sure that we, we get out of state. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And I've been talking about it a lot, but we're, we're going to go home. It's going to happen. Not a hundred percent sure when, but we will come back to the Bronx and it's going to be major when it does happen. There you go. Again, that's, that's a perfect sign to see it. And again, can't wait to keep talking with you guys. But thank you so much to both you, Joe. Thank you, Danny, for coming on. It's always a pleasure to have you guys. I will definitely be doing this again soon. But till then, guys, as always, don't forget to be wise, be genuine, be real, be better people, respect the craft. I will see you guys on the next one. Peace.